I'm Barry Tyner, blog editor for the Centre for Health and Diet Research. I'm joined today by Gillian Marr, a research assistant at the Department of Epidemiology and Public Health at UCC, who recently completed an investigation into the association between protective life, uh, lifestyle behaviours and depression. This investigation was presented at the second annual Sphere Conference and it was also published in the prestigious journal Public Health Nutrition in April this year. So Gillian, thanks very much for joining us. Let's get straight in. Can you tell the listeners, please, what was the motivation to do this study? Well, we carried out this study because depression is such a significant public health issue and we wanted to examine the relationship between certain lifestyle factors and depressive symptoms because there is evidence that a combination of lifestyle behaviours such as a healthy diet, physical activity, moderate alcohol consumption and non-smoking may be linked to positive mental health. With regards to older adults specifically, however, less is known about this protective lifestyle behaviour depression relationship. Therefore, the aim of our study was to add to the evidence base that practising a combination of these behaviours may be associated with positive mental health, with a specific focus on middle-aged Irish men and women. Uh, yes, and th this study used data from the Mitchestown cohort study. Uh, can you please tell us a bit about the study, why it's uh, carried out, and uh, what's the response rate like? Uh, well, the Mitchell Sound cohort was originally conducted to examine the association of dietary and lifestyle factors on the risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Uh, participants would have been selected at random from a list of patients aged between 50 to 69 years who were registered at the Living Health Clinic in Mitchellstown. Therefore, these participants are coming from the general population. Um, in Mitchellstown in, in North Cork. Uh, the final study consisted of 2,047 participants, which was a 67% response rate. Um, so our study would have used data from the same cohort of participants. So uh, a study up in North Cork, your home area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about the methods. Your exposure was protective lifestyle behaviours. Uh, what protective behaviours did you look at specifically and how would these have been measured? Uh, well, we looked at smoking, which was categorised as never, former and current smoker. Um, and we used definitions that were used previously in the Sloan 2007 survey. Um, alcohol consumption was defined based on previous work from the EPIC study in the UK and categorised as non-drinker, moderate drinker and heavy drinker. Physical activity was assessed by the self-reported International Physical Activity Questionnaire and categorised as low, moderate and high levels of activity. And finally, fruit and veg intake was assessed using data from a validated food frequency questionnaire. And we would have created a dichotomous variable indicating if a participant consumed greater than or equal to five servings of fruit or veg per day or less than five servings. Um, the number of the protective lifestyle behaviours was then summed for each participant um, with possible scores ranging between zero and four behaviours with higher scores indicating a more positive lifestyle. Brilliant. Uh, level of depression is the outcome of interest. Uh, can you tell us how this is measured? Yeah, absolutely. The Centre for Epidemiological Studies depression scale was used to measure depression. Um, there is evidence that this tool is a reliable and valid screening tool for depression. So it would comprise of 20 wellbeing questions and it uses a scoring system. So for example, a score of less than 15 indicates no, no symptoms of depression. Uh, 15 to 21 indicates mild to moderate depression and a score of greater than or equal to 22 indicates a possibility of major depression. Do you have any concerns about confounding? Uh, did you take any steps to minimise or control their influence? Yes, uh, based on the literature we identified some potential confounders uh, that should be considered and these included age, gender, education and body mass index and these would have been controlled for in the analysis phase of the study. Very good. Uh, in terms of analysis, uh, for the sake of budding epidemiologists that may be listening, could you please briefly explain how the data was analysed? Absolutely, yeah. We analysed data using SPSS. Uh, descriptive analysis stratified by gender was used to describe characteristics of our study participants. 
A cross tabulation with a chi-square significance test was used to test associations between number of protective lifestyle behaviours, this was a categorical variable, and demographics. Um, binary logistic regression was conducted to assess the relationship between our protective lifestyle behaviour score, which as I mentioned is categorical variable, um, and depression. And the fully adjusted model was adjusted for age, gender, education and BMI. Brilliant. And can you tell us a bit about what you found? What are the results? Well, we found, first of all, that those who practiced three or four protective lifestyle behaviours were significantly more likely to be female, have a higher level of education and were categorised as having no depressive symptoms. We also found that engaging in four protective lifestyle behaviours may be associated with positive mental health and those who practice zero or one are approximately twice as likely to experience depression when compared to those who practice four. Uh, these results remain significant then after, after we adjusted for our potential confounders. Well, very good eye-opener there. And uh, what are the limitations to the findings? Uh, well, as every study has limitations, um, and so does ours, the use of a general health and lifestyle questionnaire and a food frequency questionnaire may be subject to certain biases, for example, social desirability bias, just because of the nature of the questions being asked, or recall bias, as participants are attempting to recall information. Um, findings may have been limited by non-response bias, the initial response was 67%, um, and there is also a potential for self-report bias. Um, additionally, because of the type of study design that we used, which was cross-sectional, uh, these provide a limited evidence for actual, uh, an actual causal relationship because the directional effect can't be determined. So in other words, the adoption of these um, four protective lifestyle behaviours may in fact be a marker of better than average mental health as opposed to a protective factor, while the association may also operate in both directions. Okay, so with, with a bit of caution. And uh, how do these results compare with the current literature? Well, the findings of our study are consistent with the literature because there are studies that assess the relationship between protective lifestyle behaviours in isolation and in combination that suggest that these healthy lifestyle choices may be linked to positive mental health. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, do these findings have any implications on how we currently approach uh, mental health interventions and maybe some mental health advice in general? Um, well, promoting healthy lifestyle changes such as being a non-smoker or moderate alcohol consumption, engaging in physical activity and eating a healthy diet for the prevention of mental health disorders would have important public health implications when you consider the modifiable nature of lifestyle choices and the already available evidence base that these healthy behaviours can improve other aspects of health. That's superb. There's a lot there we could take away. Well, that brings us uh, to the end of today's podcast. I'd like to thank uh, Gillian Meyer. Thank you very much for taking the time out to speak to us. No problem. And the very best of luck with all your research work. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the real one. <laughs> okay, well, we have a recording.